Ah, it's tax season. And how you doing? We're talking tax, Trump, and Jersey on this week's Jaffe Podcast. You're listening to the Jaffe Podcast, brought to you weekly by Jaffe Communications. You still not sure how much you owe the tax man this year? You are far from alone. Recent polling from Politico, among others, suggests more than half of American taxpayers have no idea how the new federal law will affect them. The talk here in New Jersey has been all about SALT. And what is SALT? It's the state and local income tax deductions that are now limited to just $10,000 annually. And that is hitting New Jersey taxpayers right in the gut. Thankfully, there are tax experts out there like Craig Johnson who are here to figure it all out. These are the guys that focus on all the new tax rules in the IRS code, the deductions, the increases, the decreases, and all of the other major changes to the standard deduction, some of which, Craig says, may have a much bigger impact on your tax bill come April. Craig's been providing tax services in New Jersey for 25 years. He's a great guy, and we couldn't think of anyone more qualified to join us in our podcast studio to help make sense of all this. Craig, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Sure. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, speculation out there. How am I going to do? Is anything going to be better? Is it going to be worse? Um, you know, we, we see articles in the paper today, I guess, um, about people's refund shrinking. We I question that a little bit because I've seen a few um, I've seen a few things so far this year, and the tax tables changed in February. Mm-hmm. The withholding tables. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our clients contacted us, what should I do, what should I do? And my advice to them was, if you were taking home X X dollars every week, make sure you're still taking home X dollars if you Mm -hmm. want the same refund. Mm -hmm. Those people seem to be okay. Those who said, okay, I'm getting an extra 100 or 200 in my paycheck every week and let that go for a full year, that adds up quickly. So Mm -hmm. they lost, well, in their minds, they lost the refund, but they got it throughout the year. Right. I mean, I remember... uh, when uh, the president announced last year that they were going to be um, that we're offering these tax cuts, I think at the time he was saying, you know, run out and get that widescreen TV. You know, now is the time to spend. And now uh, a lot of folks are expecting to have this enormous amount of, I guess, that extra thousand bucks or something in their uh, with in their talking to their uh, trusty accountant like you and asking where the thousand bucks is. What, where, where, where's the thousand dollars? Like I said, more, more <laughs> along the lines of they've gotten it already. They've gotten they've it got throughout it. the year, and, you know, from February on. If they had not adjusted their withholding back to what it was, mm-hmm. um, there are shrinks in the tax rates at every level, with the exception of one little bracket, four hundred to four hundred twenty-five thousand. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. Bad lobbyists mm-hmm. in that area. I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, there are shrinks in the tax uh, rates. We have. Um, doubled the child tax credit. So we mm-hmm. see a lot of middle, middle level families, middle income families benefiting from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and alternative minimum tax is, is something that's really kind of almost gone away mm-hmm. at many levels. So, right. uh, and most people, including me who've been paying the AMT for years, I have no idea what it is, but, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my, uh, you know, if you true. actually <laughs> ask a typical New Jersey and, you know, what is the AMT and uh, you know, yeah. how much it's, there are not many people. You're, yeah, you're right on board. That's a that was a, a Nixon era yes. thing, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, but it that's was, going away, thank God. That's going away for the most part. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there's an uproar about the ten thousand dollar state and local tax deduction mm-hmm. cap. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that hurts salt, right? Yes, yeah, salt. That hurts a lot of New Jerseyans. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we pay a lot of property taxes in mm-hmm. New Jersey, including myself. So 
we, um, you know, we're, we're running into some obstacles with that. But mm -hmm. people that were in AMT and paying AMT weren't getting the full benefit of their property tax deduction anyway. Mm -hmm. So sometimes right. it's leveling out. Right. Um, speaking of that, did you, were you, as an accountant, were you um, amused by all of these efforts to create these nonprofit local groups instead of towns for taxes. It was interesting tax to watch. <laughs> it was interesting to listen to, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. What do you know what what happened with that is um it's on it's on the table and <laughs> By the way, Josh our producer and he he does what he does is he like um he has a lot of opinions and it's okay we're you're amongst friends you can share them but um I think the general consensus is that that is not going to pass the constitutional smell test that's that correct. that effort right I, I mean the bottom line is this if it's if we're trying to get something past the IRS the IRS still has to approve it mm -hmm. so if governor Murphy in New Jersey wants to try something like a charitable donation type thing it still has to it still has to work for the IRS, and nine times out of ten, it's not going to. Right, but but I guess, but doesn't the IRS report to Congress? Is they do, they do, but um, it's got to it's got to pass all the way through. You know, mm -hmm. it's got to pass all the way through. So right. I don't right. see it happening. Right, right. Personally. Well, kudos, well, kudos. I mean, and also, I think uh, Congressman Josh Gottenheimer was also big with that on the on the federal level. Correct. And there were members of the state legislature who were pushing it through. And, you know, if you're the governor of New Jersey, you're going to be like, okay, why not? Yeah, and sure. anything, right? Yeah, <laughs> but, especially uh, New Jersey. Yeah. So we so basically all the all of our listeners out there, you will still be uh, – don't expect any magic uh, deductions I when it comes to I your property taxes. No, I don't uh, see it. Have you, has any of your clients talked to you about maybe um, – not moving to larger homes. I mean, do they have, have you had conversations? Is it have you felt that there was an effect by people because of the tax? I haven't or? had a whole lot of those conversations yet, and mm -hmm. I say yet for a reason. I mm -hmm. think after we feel a year or two of this, these tax cuts, if it's not benefiting those mm -hmm. at certain levels with property taxes and things like that, you're gonna you're gonna see a downsizing trend or a. As much as I hate to say it, moving out of state trend, which well, there already yeah, we've is already that. got that problem. Yes, so right. that's that's a definitely a concern. Right. I mean, we've uh, in our in our our morning news briefing, we've been writing a lot in the past few months about the amount of people leaving every year. Um, there's um, a study that's done by U-Haul. I don't know if you've heard of it, but <laughs> but U-Haul basically because I guess they track how many you know where the rentals come from from all their trailers and stuff and you can figure out which state has the most uh, migration outward and that's the state of new jersey yeah. um and the states that people are going to are like florida you know carolinas carolinas right? delaware yeah. delaware you know yep maryland people like people like not going too far but they're they're moving out that's right. for sure We've, we've always said and joke, and now it's more serious, that I think that we are all collectively certifiably crazy for living in the – for living, as much as we love New Jersey, it's just such an expensive uh, place to live. Yeah, and certainly much more expensive to retire than most places. So that's, yeah. that's a big problem. Yeah. You know, my parents right now, they are active adults in New Jersey, one of these active adult communities in southern Middlesex County. And the only reason that they say they're here, they remind us all the time, is because we're here and our kids are here. But if we weren't here, they'd be like, well, you know, why should we stay in New so Jersey? So I'm just the opposite. My parents, two brothers and sister, all moved south. Oh, did they? <laughs> and they left me here in New Jersey by myself. <laughs> where, where, where do they live? Uh, my parents and my sister are all in South Carolina. I have a okay. brother in Georgia and a brother in Tennessee. So mm -hmm. I have a lot of places to visit. You do. <laughs> Which is you great. Do. Yeah. 
South Carolina is one of those places that so many people from here have uh, moved to. Yeah. yeah. But, so anyway, so you're you're meeting with a lot of your clients right now. You're taking some time out to talk to us, which is tremendous. You, you don't seem exhausted, which is good. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what are what are some of the um, the big questions that um, you're hearing from your clients this year, and, and has it changed from the past? The I think the biggest thing that we're seeing the most uh, difference from year to year is the standard deduction doubling. Mm-hmm. You know, the $24,000 standard deduction for a married filing joint couple, mm-hmm. um, their their property taxes and, and state taxes are ta- capped at 10000 Right. And then their mortgage interest and, and contributions are the real bulk of the things that they can itemize. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are falling below that 24000 and mm-hmm. and taking a standard deduction. Mm-hmm. And some are benefiting even more because mm-hmm. when they itemized last year, they had 20000 mm-hmm. This year they have 24000 with, you know, with the uh, – Deduction going from twelve four to twenty four thousand. So, do you still, or is it still uh, important? In the past, people have always said to me, "Oh, you know, you want to have an LLC. You want to have some type of business because then you can get all these uh, glorious um, deductions from it." Um, is that something that is still on the table that people should? It's actually even more important now. Um, Miscellaneous itemized deductions, let's just say you were a salesman and your mileage was taken on your Schedule A in the past. Mm -hmm. Those are gone. Miscellaneous Mm -hmm. itemized deductions have totally been repealed and done away with. So Mm -hmm. they lose a lot of deductions there if you're a W-2 earner. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had had clients go in and say to their bosses and their their employers, I want to start an LLC and I want to be an independent contractor. Mm Then you get into the independent contractor versus employee situation, and it really can get messy. So right, right. it's not always that you can start an LLC and, 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 get, and do that, but if you can, it's much more beneficial because mm-hmm. you still get those write-offs at the LLC level. Right, right. What are uh, some of the other things that you're recommending? Um, well, LLCs and pass-through income is, is uh, subject to a 20% deduction now, too. It's called QBI. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does QBI stand for? Qualified know? business income. Okay. So if it's qualified business income and not in a certain service industry, uh, you get 20% of a deduction on the net income of mm-hmm. that property. So, I mean, of that uh, business. So $100,000 of net income, you're getting twenty grand off the top, which could turn out to be a whole lot of money at certain income levels. Right, right. So um, those LLCs are becoming more and more popular. The S-corporations, which is another pass-through, more and more popular. Uh, Schedule C's, which is just a you know sole proprietorship, mm-hmm. they're also subject to that twenty percent deduction. So, mm-hmm. yeah, people are looking to go into business more for themselves these days. That's yeah, for sure. To have something on the side, they yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah you're they, right. They, it's not that they love it; they have no choice. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the way to go. Yeah. It seems like it. no choice. Josh has an. Is your Josh has this very interesting side business? He can tell you about. Maybe he'll be a client of yours. Um, <laughs> but but Josh is big into uh, repairing of. Antique sewing machines. Is that right? Among okay. other antiques. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are, um, you, are you an LLC with that? No. It's a sole proprietorship. Okay. So all I have to do is walk into the um, Essex County Courthouse and give them a statement of business. Uh, it's, a, it's, a form, it's just a simple 
it's not even a form. It's just like a certain bit of language, and then you sign it and notarize it, and then you're a DBA. Right. But it's not it's not a you know formal incorporation or anything. It's and in a like business a, like that, where there's not a whole lot of liability, yeah, there's exactly. not a whole lot of sense to set up an LLC. You yeah. know, you set up LLCs a lot of times just to get that layer of protection yeah. in between you and the and the right. general public. But you're fine. I right. think you're fine. Right. <laughs> not a lawyer, but I think. Right. You're fine. Right. <laughs> whereas if, Jonathan. Whereas <laughs> if I if I were to like let's say I were to set up a podcast business and it would get really big, you know, that would be the point at which an S corporation would be more, right. you know. Yeah, we, when we started, this is an S-Corp. Jaffa right. Communications has been an S-Corp since the beginning because the whoever set it up was like, yeah, you want you want to be an S-Corp. And uh, you get to put incorporated at the end of your name and people think you're a real business. And, <laughs> and that's yeah. been the you know, prevailing <laughs> conventional wisdom for half a century now oh. is that that's the, that's the most logical it's arrangement. To do S-Corps? Correct. Yeah, yeah. particularly a, De- a Delaware S-Corp is very popular. And as sad as it sounds also, a lot of people would, would – uh, Choose S corp over LLC because you can't have a paycheck from an LLC. Right. You take a draw, and there's not a lot of people that are disciplined enough to pay their estimated taxes, so they get on an S corp payroll, a yep. W two, and have right. their taxes withheld. It's a lot easier, yeah. a lot yeah. cleaner. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, have you noticed? Have, a, have some of your clients been asking about relocating their businesses to Delaware or being listed in Delaware? I think there's a I think there's a big uh, misunderstanding with a lot of that because the income is still coming from New Jersey, mm-hmm. so the income is still going to be taxed in New Jersey, mm-hmm. depending on where it comes from. So the incorporation or formation of the corp in Delaware or or movement to Delaware or Maryland is it, it doesn't do. Everything that people wanted to do, that's for sure. Right. So unless you basically have to sell your house here and move to Delaware and be a resident of Delaware and then whatever benefit you would see. Correct. So there's no easy way out with us New Jerseyans. (laughs) What about trusts, asset trusts? They're sometimes called shield trusts. There's there's different uh, as far as being in a different state or in – What what that could mean for your tax bill at the end of the year if that could mitigate it. Uh, no, you can't. There's there's only so much you can shelter as far as that goes, and and depending on where your income's coming from, obviously right. is where you're where you're going to pay your tax bill. So, you can hide things in a trust as far as uh, protection from the outside. You know, as you get older and things are much more common. Yes. But uh, income wise, no, there's not a whole lot of hiding, Josh. Yeah. Good yeah. idea, though. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> The IRS does listen to these podcasts. It sure does. Oh, great. So you have to be, sure very, you have to be very, 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 very careful. Hi, guys. <laughs> That's Josh, by the way. <laughs> My license number is F7190. Good working with you, Josh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but one thing is, you know, I um, there's a lot of people who, you know, I, I have lunch with through work who are you know in their early 70s and i they talk to me a lot of oh well you know we just bought a condo in florida and we have to be there you know half 181 days Mm -hmm. and um and it's becoming a lot more of a norm you know it's like i i had lunch with a guy last week in in um in union township and uh, I was like, well, where's your wife? He goes, well, I haven't seen her in like two months because, you know, we have to have this yeah. constant thing yeah, down there. Everybody's got to get their 183 days yeah, or whatever or is it, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he, uh, they joined a church down there. They joined a gym down there. And uh, he's like, look, he goes, it's it's going to save us potentially a, t- a ton of money. Yeah. You know? Ta- and, uh, tax tourism is as old a phenomena as this country itself. Pretty much as soon as state-level income taxes started appearing, you started to see – that sort of behavior, it goes back hundreds of years, and you could even go further back to before the founding. Yeah, of this right. Craig, Craig, I want to also, as a quick aside, 
um, about Josh is we've, you have our 10th interview here, and we've had people all over the gamut, right, who come in and talk to us about whatever topic it is. He seems to be an expert <laughs> in every, on every single topic. Not like in taxes. How, how it many, doesn't surprise me one bit. I just met him. How <laughs> many millennials talk about tax tourism? What else is he talking about? Antique sewing machines, a bunch of other stuff. That but, is uh, phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> We, we had a guy in here two weeks ago who was the, he's he's the voice for the New York City subway stations oh, wow. and stuff. So 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 uh, Josh was explaining the mass transit system of New York City, right. the <laughs> the underbelly of how it works. Yes. So uh, yes. any, Jack anyway. of all trades, <laughs> Josh That's of right. all trades, if you will. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, so I've been um, I've known um, your accounting firm for a few years now, um, and one of the things that I've been Seeing, um, and when I talk to some of your fellow partners, is, is your growth. Yes. And um, we don't talk revenue numbers on here, but, we, you know, it's been very impressive. And, and for all those other accounts out there that are, like, beating their heads against the wall and they're listening to me talk about how great you're doing, <laughs> they're probably like, you know, what's the secret in the sauce? But, you know, what, what do you think are reasons? Are, have you been acquiring businesses? Is it just that how would you describe or it's a combination mm -hmm. it's certainly a combination we have uh we have steady organic growth internal mm -hmm. growth um from both existing clients getting new business from existing clients referrals from existing clients we have our fair share of that acquisitions are big you know mm -hmm. they're big right now some of the smaller firms the retiring guys are going out and and Florida. you know yeah, yeah and we're, <laughs> we're grabbing them yeah. Um, ironically, we don't find a whole lot of accountants with a lot of hobbies, so they tend to work. <laughs> they tend to work a lot later in life, um, but uh, unless they're golfing, that's yeah. the only that's the only thing they seem to be doing. But I think it's a combination of both. Our, our revenues have doubled in uh, in about the last five years, which that's which is great. And uh, like I said, we have four offices now in New Jersey, and we'll service the entire state. We'll service New York. We could service any state mm -hmm. technically, but uh you know, travel-wise it makes more sense to just stay stay local, but the entire state of New Jersey is certainly uh on mm -hmm. our on our plate. And it's also you're in a very interesting business because, you know, we've I've had the same accountant for 10 years and honestly, I until he retires, I mean, he does a great job for me. Um it seems like you guys get very sticky clients that it's it you know, for me to switch accountants there would have to be something where I felt that he was missing, you know, you know, quarterly payments on things or or creating problems for me. Of course. You know, what what do you what do you see as the keys to having a sticky client? That's the uh, that's a sticky question, actually. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the, the reason you leave a professional is usually because of a mistake, right? So you try to obviously avoid the mistakes and I'm I'm a I'm a straightforward guy if I talk to somebody that I meet out of the blue and you know who's your accountant you tell me are you happy yeah that's all that matters to me you right. know what I mean right. but you know I like to keep I, I like to keep my card in your pocket every mm -hmm. every once in a while in case when you're not happy you're calling me mm -hmm. but uh Define a sticky client to me. I can I can give you a little bit more detail. <laughs> on. I, I have well, I have a wide array of clients. Yeah, that's well, we sure. have. I mean, us too. I mean, we have we we have our sticky clients. We we have a couple that have um, we've been blessed to have since two thousand and three. Which you know, in this oh, line great. of work, like any line of work, is is wonderful. And um, how I what we try to be as sticky is that constantly calling you with ideas. You know. Here and not dumb ideas, right? <laughs> you know, but like you know, trying to be that can um, that continue value it. 
you know, and I think with accountants, it's that, hey, I saw this article in the paper. It says uproar as tax refunds shrink, you know, and saying I was thinking of you and blah, 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 even if you weren't thinking of that. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, that's kind of, you know, how I, I would see like, again, just doing what I do, like I would think that accountants would be very successful, that they, that um, the accounts that I've seen that are very successful are the ones that, that care. Right. Right. You know, and it's like any business, right? And we're trying to do that right now. And if there's anybody that can relate, it's you. Uh, we're trying to do that right now through social media, just mm -hmm. like anything else. You mm -hmm. know, if we see, if we see an article such as this that kind of explains, we're not looking for an article that's going to uproar the rest of our clients as well without a detailed explanation as to why things happen or why things are happening, like lower refunds. Um, but if we have an informative article that we find, we'll we'll throw it out there, whether it be on Facebook or, or LinkedIn or things like that. So right. we try and stay in front of it that way. We try to stay in front of a lot of people that even aren't our clients that mm -hmm. way. And like I said, hopefully we're in the back of their head when something happens to uh, their relationship that they currently have. Mm -hmm. And just like a car gets a tune-up, um, how often should you be meeting with your accountant every year? Certainly should see your accountant before. I, I tell people mid-year. Mid Come see me in June. Let's make sure we know where we're going. I'll mm -hmm. bring a pay stub if it's an individual. Mm -hmm. If it's a business, I'm talking to you all year long, really. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly, in a, and in a business, we, there's not one client we don't do a tax plan for uh, mm -hmm. business-wise in October or November. So, mm -hmm. uh, And that's it's humongous. Mm -hmm. You know, My motto is no surprises. I don't want anybody <laughs> surprised April 15th right. when they owe. I have clients that owe plenty of money and pay mm -hmm. plenty of tax, mm -hmm. but they are well aware of it and they know that we, as a team, have done everything that we can do to help yeah. them, you know, lower it as much as we can. So actually keeping the client informed. Absolutely. And again, because as a business owner, I don't want any surprises. No, anymore. no. See, my model works for you, yeah, too. Yeah, it does. I'm <laughs> writing it down. Plan, plan, plan. Um, the, uh, when you talk about a tax plan um, for your clients in October, what, what, what does that mean? Like, what is it? Well, we'll take 10-month we'll take numbers and, uh, you know, try to analyze out where you're going to be. Some businesses are... Um, Obviously seasonal. You know, I have some campgrounds that are mm -hmm. they're done in October. Mm -hmm. So that those numbers in October are what they are, with the exception of we have a great benefit of knowing exactly what our expenses are going to be the rest of the year because it's not right. going to be a lot utilities. But hey, do you guys need a tractor at the campground? Do you need a, a new mm -hmm. truck? Do you need do it, you it, now. Do it now? So equipment is a huge thing with Section One Seventy Nine depreciation. It is a huge deduction. Uh, we have a lot of contractor clients that take advantage of the same type of stuff. You know, mm -hmm. so. And we joke around at the firm. We, you know, we drive trucks because they're over sixty-five hundred pounds, and we uh, and we ride them off one hundred percent. I am so glad you mentioned that <laughs> because um, I was talking to my wife, and basically, um, I want to I want to get a, a nice truck. And there's um, a certain one that I have my eyeball on. Like, you know, it's not it's not a pickup truck. It's an SUV. I do PR for a living. It's you know. Um, and um, and it's over. It was a sixty five hundred pounds, right? And so I said to her, "By the way, this could be like a, a farm vehicle." And, and she's just like rolling her eyes, like she does. <laughs> and I said, "And this could be like a write off. Like we could, you know, th this truck would be pennies, right?" <laughs> and um, and then so I talked to my accountant, and my accountant, you know, rolled his eyes. He goes, "I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing there." And then he's like, "He goes, if you do that, he goes, you would have to create a log, right?" Of like where you've been. How do you know this? Wait, Josh, is Josh knows everything. No, 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 no. I, I, I used to do accounts. I used to do accounts receivable in the back office at a microbrewery in Maryland, and we had a delivery truck, and we had to deal with the exact same thing. Could not be used for non 
Yeah, no, work no personal purposes. use. And, yeah. Right. And yeah. then also, I mean, back then I had a two-room apartment. I tried to claim one room as, like, my office, and I couldn't do it for a variety of reasons. They have these ridiculously specific rules about, like, the height of the door. The It has to be, like, a clear demarcation. I think they're, in Maryland there may even have to be separate utility uh, bills for each of the spaces. It's a it's a nightmare. So yes, I, I yeah. have heard of that requirement before. By the way, the Porsche Carrera is over yes. sixty five hundred. Great on the farm, from what I hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great for yeah. great great towing capacity. Run a rig on behind the combine. Yeah. It'll be great. A, oh, yeah. You can put a hitch on the back. Yeah, oh, exactly. yeah. oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, what, it's what Uncle Sam wants. Yes. You got to give him what he wants. That's terrific. Speaking of well. Um, not, to, not, not to put you on the spot, but any like particularly kooky write-offs that people have tried to pass through you? Um, <laughs> the the, the high-end luxury car is is always an issue. You know, it's yeah. why can't I get the BMW? What, what's wrong with a Mercedes? I drive for work every day. Yeah. I drive a mile. I drive an hour to work and back every day. Mm-hmm. Well, that's your commute, so that's not deductible anyway. But right. you know, over and above that, uh, kooky. No, you have people joke around about a lot of things, you know, can yeah. I claim my dog? And no, he doesn't have a social security <laughs> number, but we'll we'll talk about it. But uh no, nothing crazy. I mean people sometimes take advantage of meals and entertainment, which now entertainment yeah. was just done away with a hundred percent. So if you take somebody oh. to a Yankee game, the tickets are not deductible anymore. They, they used Ooh. to be fifty. I just thank you for telling me that. Yeah, they used to be fifty percent. <laughs> That's so. under the new what about meals? Meals are still fifty percent. So because okay, on my QuickBooks it says you, uh, entertainment, but those I guess my QuickBooks are before twenty. Uh, Did you 19. call your accountant and ask him? No, not yet. Okay, I figured I'd see you. <laughs> I just asked you. Oh, wow, Jonathan grabbing that free advice. <laughs> Hold on a second. Want to uh, Craig Johnson? You can reach him at seven three two seven nine seven one three three three. What else besides entertainment? Now that I. Um, a couple other things that were repealed. Moving expenses were repealed. You used to be able to write off moving really? expenses for a, for an office. If, that seems no, if legitimate. you were a job, if you were moving oh. for job reasons over fifty miles and and things like that, um, that's been repealed. But again, like I said earlier, the biggest thing is the miscellaneous itemized deductions. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is for for uh, you know a handful of my clients, not a whole lot, but those who do it, you know, I would have salesmen that were. W two salesman that would write off thirty five thousand miles a year, and, you know thirty five thousand dollars worth. Of, I mean miles worth of. Start again. Yeah. Thirty five thousand miles, which is about fifty five cents a mile. Yeah. You know half of that is a deduction. So, you're cutting seventeen grand off of your income. That is humongous. Wow. And it's gone. It's totally gone. And so that, that that would probably be an awkward conversation with you and your employer. If it would be. So now you go and you say I either want more money. Because I'm losing that deduction, or now I want to be, you know, a 1099, like I said earlier. But mm-hmm. now you, then you get into the situation: Are you really an employee still? Your employer is going to say, "I'm sorry, I can't do that for you." you know, right. It's just not. I'm not taking that chance with the state. Right, because it doesn't follow. Family. Yeah, it doesn't follow the uh, unless you have more than one client. Correct. There's there's a number of different factors, and and yeah, if you make all your income from this one employer, there's no way they're going to make you an independent contractor. So. You're you're their employee, wow. no matter what. Huh? That's 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 it's terrible. a big one. It's <laughs> a big one. I'm thinking about it. It's yeah. a big one. Yeah, yeah. We did. Uh, we as a firm, my my partner and I, Frank Holman, did probably 15 seminars throughout the year, updating people on the tax reform, on all different areas of the state, 
and that was the biggest that was the biggest concern biggest hit, that yeah. people talk to us about yeah i mean for contractors like me sometimes 90% of your annual write off is those miscellaneous deductions right you know then right. that's a lot of millennials i hate to say it but you know because again, we have to. We have no choice. The job market is different from what it used to be. We have to be contractors. It's not that millennials love being contractors. Yeah. It's because we have to. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a response to the changing if job wanna, market. If you want to make some money, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You're that's right. right. Josh does know everything. He, d- he does. Uh, next time, I'm just going to have him come it's on amazing. and talk about it's the. <laughs> I actually have a question that may be sort of topical, which is recently there have been sort of a uh, uproar about. Um, uh, uh, corporate deductions in New Jersey and how that, you know, the intent of that is to create jobs and spur economic growth and that the cost-benefit analysis may be not be so beneficial for New Jersey or New Jersey's taxpayers in the end. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on those. Uh, as far as the deductions themselves or the rates for corporations? I mean, The, the rates that they end, the, the de facto rates that they end up paying, I which mean, are really, really small, I mean. I mean, corporation rates, you know, going from, from our 39% rate to, to 21 flat rate, that's, that's big. Now, here's, here's a little twist on that, however. Mm-hmm. A lot of my clients, um, I deal with a lot of smaller businesses. So mm-hmm. their income level, it was graduated, right? The tax rate was graduated. The first $50,000, you are paying 15% on. Mm-hmm. If you're only making $50,000, now you're paying 21% on it. A lot of my little ah, guys, you know, they, 90, oh, 90,000 was about yeah. to break even. So, so if you're making less than 90,000, the smaller businesses are now paying more at a flat 21% rate. Oh. They call them sandwich businesses because yeah. they're not making little enough to qualify exactly. for the deduction for exactly. low earners. Well, and they're making, yeah. yeah. He's good. Yeah, don't, this guy is good. Don't, don't, I'm hiring him. Don't actually. get his so, resume on the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hiring Josh. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's turned out to be a little bit of a pickle, you know, and, and it's a problem. You know, people say, well, it's 6%. That's the only difference. It's a lot for a small business. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Especially if it's up near $100,000, you're paying six grand more. Definitely. And uh, it, it becomes an issue. But from a from a deduction standpoint, entertainment is one thing. But, again, yeah. a lot of smaller businesses don't entertain a whole lot. You know, they're not... They're not buying tickets to the Yankees and the Giants, right. just the Giants. By the, by the way, that is going to be a huge hit for the sports venues because yes, they absolutely. are having a harder and harder time trying. I mean, the, the amount of times. TV revenues are going down. Yes. They're not making up for it elsewhere. The, the amount of times the New Jersey Devils call here asking if they, we'd like to Purchase go to a game, see right. uh, tickets, uh, you know, a booth, uh, whatever. Um, and my response is. You know, I used to go to these games a lot, and usually as a guest because I couldn't afford on my own, you know, to be in these luxury boxes. And basically I said to them, you know, I saw your – last time I was there, I saw your prices, and it was a tray of chicken fingers was $220, and a six-pack of Heineken Light was $99. Okay? So $220 plus $99 plus service fee plus tax plus tip plus the cost of the tickets. Parking. Parking. Meanwhile, I just walked down Ferry Street in the Ironbound, right? And you walk into any of those delicious restaurants, and even if I got, I got five hundred dollars, make me the night I'll never forget, oh, yeah. right? And they would. Like a king, and they would. Right. They, exactly. So you get yeah. to see mediocre hockey. I apologize, Devils. Yeah. Or you know. So I, my point there is that, and now without this, the tax deduction on it, yeah, it's big. 
It's really what is the incentive for businesses? It's going to be. I think these these luxury places. I think they're going to really have to start changing the way they do business. Yeah, and and those you know those people that are calling from the devils must be getting that on the, on the other side of the phone every time. No, I used to buy tickets from you every time, but I can't even write them off anymore. So no, balancing I'm out. Yeah. And, and also balancing that with the legitimate concern that Joe Taxpayer has over deductions for champagne brunches and caviar and cigars you know that that that's a legitimate concern i agree you know it you know what there's something that's a legitimate write-off and then there's abuse correct like having your mccallan 25 dipped in a beautiful cigar from cuba you know shouldn't be on uncle sam and the line can be very blurry absolutely not anymore i guess according to craig (laughs) i think that's why it came about you know that's why the legislation came about people were abusing it and um you know it got it got to a point where it was being abused too much and there was no there was no control over it, no governing over it. So they said, okay, forget it. You're not getting anything. Yeah. May I, may I ask you a semi-political question? Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, how does the, the, this, the new Trump tax plan, how do you think it helps, the, helps or hurts the Trump organization? <laughs> <laughs> semi. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't have to answer <laughs> I certainly think that there are some regular corporations that are owned by that organization that are going to take advantage of the 21% flat corporate rate. Um, And I certainly see uh, the 20% pass-through rate on some of his businesses being a benefit to him as well. But uh, I – that's about as far as I'm going. All right. So how about this? Let me me reframe the question. what is the ideal entity that would benefit from the new tax plan? Like this fictional new entity. What What is like the ideal entity? I think big, big, big corporate America is mm-hmm. the biggest one. Mm-hmm. So, And I think in no defense of any Republican or Democratic Party, I think that was the idea behind the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Let's make America more competitive and, and worldwide and, and worldwide taxation and – Give IBM and the big boys a chance to you know these big businesses that are paying twenty one percent on their earnings. Mm-hmm. It's huge, it's huge, right. and and paying um, more dividends supposedly now. Are they really paying twenty one percent though? Like in, absolutely, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But as long as they're C corporations, correct mm-hmm. me. You sure. know, so that's that's the twenty one percent rate. Um, if they're S corporations, they're they're taking advantage of the twenty percent deduction a lot of times as well. So. But I mean, big big business mm-hmm. is is paying twenty one percent versus what used to be thirty nine, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's huge, and and they've they've increased salaries. You know, we see we see stories about it, but I think a lot of it is true. They've increased dividends. So I've, I've, heard, there's, the I've, I've heard there's been stock buybacks. Very possibly, mm-hmm. very possibly, yeah. but uh, I think that's I think that's who benefits the most. And. and and since we're going down this road, who is hurt the most? Um, well, who's hurt the most? The middle, upper middle class, uh, New Jersey, New York resident. Believe People who live not. in high tax states. Uh, yeah, California, maybe. Yeah, high property tax states. Um, the, the, the blue states. And we're not political. No, Just no. Saying. But true. That, that's what they are. And, uh, you know. The two hundred to three hundred thousand dollar wage earner that has a lot of state tax taken out of their pay to cover their you know cover their taxes and their property taxes are twenty thousand dollars on their home. Mm-hmm. 
that person's going to hurt a little bit. But right. again, then you get into AMT. How much did AMT hurt them, mm-hmm. which may now go away? So what's the balance? Mm-hmm. It's so it's so much an individual situation, you know, with with everybody. But um, we did a lot of projections last year for this year, and they're they're all coming in right where we right where we thought they were. What I would love is if maybe. You, you you finish tax season, then you go to Jamaica with your family, you relax, <laughs> you know, whatever. But when you come back and clear your head, maybe you can come back on. Absolutely. And tell us how did it go, yes. you know, and, you know, what was good, what was bad, what was that, ugly. <laughs> that would be, be great. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. Jamaica? You're paying for that, right? For that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to write it off. Of <laughs> J- Jamaica Bay. Because <laughs> <laughs> if my wife listens to this, she's going to be like, when are we going to Jamaica? <laughs> anyway, uh, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we were speaking. So yep. We were speaking with Craig Johnson. Uh, he is a tax partner with Holman, Frenier, and Allison, uh, based down in Tom's River. And uh, you can reach Craig at uh, 732-797-1333 with all of your uh, tax questions. Also, the uh, website for the firm is uh, www.hfacpas.com. Correct. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks. The Jaffe Podcast is a production of Jaffe Communications, which is solely responsible for its content. Episodes may not be reproduced or rebroadcast without permission. Our executive producer is Jonathan Jaffe. Our editor and production manager is Josh Frank. And our theme song was composed by David Siste. For more episodes, visit jaffecom.com or find us on Facebook at Jaffe Communications. Thanks for listening. Join us next week.